Okay, everybody, so we're going to start Chazar with the beginning of the new parak again. Uh, the Mishnah Chatesma Bidlu Hagazel, which I'm still excited about to learn well how uh, the parak about the Dalaminim. Okay, here we go. Lulav Hagazel. If one has a stolen Lulav, a Yavesh, and it's a dry Lulav puzzle, both those cases are puzzle. I didn't have a chance to look that up yet. Actually, I wanted to look it up why they're separated puzzle, puzzle, puzzle. Shalasher, uh, if the Lulav comes from Nasher, which is a tree that was worshipped and has to be destroyed, or Nidachas, which is a city of idol worshippers that's been passing about them, that the city should be destroyed, puzzle. I think Mark's going to explain exactly what the Psul is. And again, we saw that yesterday already from the Lulav Aguzel case, is that we might have hergation feelings why it should be no good, but there has to be a technical halachic reason why it's no good. So we will have to describe later why Nidachas is a problem. Nikdam Roish. If the top is chopped off, then the discussion amongst the Rishonim, how much has to be chopped off, just the middle leaf or more than that, um, that's going to be possible. And so is Nifritsu Allah, which according to Rashi means they were spread out so far, you know, the, the palm branches that they actually fall off. Um, people don't even realize when they see a palm tree, those are the same things as the Lula. Because by the time you see it on the palm tree, it's all spread out like this. You're like, how in the world is that? This. But it really is the same thing. It's just different stages of its development. So again, Nifritsu uh, Lava is really spread so far it even actually cracked off and you have to hold it together with binding. Uh, that's going to be possible. However, Nifridu Allah, if they're just spread out, but they can be tied together, uh, then it's going to be Kasher, which would be Huda comments on Huda Oimer, Yagden and Milamala, you have to actually actually physically bind them together on top that at least it looks like they're kind of going together in one straight line and don't let it be a fan. You should have them actually straight together. We learned after that it's a date palm at some point? Or? Um, we're we're going to get a little bit so into, yeah, exactly. We're going to get into a little bit in terms of, um, of what it can be and does it have to be very specific? Is it anything that we call, uh-huh. that we call you know, palm, etc.? And that's actually applied by a lot of the species as well, is that, you know, how limiting are we in terms of the definition of what we could use? Just regarding the ear and Dachas, there's like a deke in Rashi. I mean, is it the fact that it's from an ear and Dachas? It seems like Rashi says it's the fact that it's the straight, it was straight fine, and therefore we're shortened, right? So, so Rashi is alluding to the reason why somebody from an ear and Dachas is no good. Right. So what Rashi alludes to, so I'll just mention it now that you brought it up, is that everything in an ear and Dachas has a din that it has to be burnt. Right. So, so the Gemara is going to say later on a very fascinating idea, which is it's very, you know, it's almost like in line with the whole previous two parakim about there's a lot of imaginary halachas when it comes to the sukkah, like lavud and dofen akuma, etc., is that even though I'm holding physically a lulav, since the din is that it has to be burnt, in the eyes of halacha, it's not there. So it's, it's gone. gone. So it's the fact that it's burnt, though. The fact that it needs to be burnt. That's the key. The, even if it's currently, you're holding it in your hands. Okay. But the din is that it needs to be burned in the eyes of Allah, as if it's gone already. And therefore, if someone say to you, uh, and I would say you're not Yotze, and, and you'll say, Rabbi, why not? I'm like, because it wasn't a big enough lulav. You're like, it's the biggest lulav in the house. Yeah, well, in my eyes, halakhically, it's not there at all. <laughs> so it's a fascinating you know, concept. But, what? Someone's already murdered, like someone is in death. Yeah, the, the, din, the din is already on it, it's, but it's already, like, it's already, you know, mirrors you know, had din, so to speak, but it's still a fascinating idea to me that, like, you're holding a physical lulav, and the reason why is not that it's Mitzvah Bavera, it's not any of those other reasons, the reason why is that it's not there. It's not there halakhically, which is just, you know, fascinating. Okay, fine. Finally, Tzinihar Barzal, Ksheiros, which we'll discuss, and Lulav, Shiyeshbo, Shoshat, Tzvachim, Kirilanane, Ebo, Kasher, and then finally, the mission ends off with a shear in terms of how big a Lulav needs to be, a sukkah that has three Tzvachim, um, which means there's enough to be able to shake it as kosher, and we'll see soon that's actually uh, two separate statements that it's more than three tzvachim. It has to be three tzvachim plus enough to shake it. Not what it sounds like the Mishnah, that is three tzvachim, which is enough to shake it. And we'll define that together soon. Okay, so says the Gemara, Kapasi Vitani, our Mishnah makes a, um, a statement and teaches us, 
It seems to be that there's no difference between the first day or days in Chutzlaretz of Sukkot and Cholamoid when it comes to the halacha of Lulav HaGazan and Yavish. To which the Gemara comments, Bishlama Yavish, it makes sense that's true that Yavish is no good both on the first days of Sukkot and on Cholamoid. Hadar Be'inan Velaka. It needs to be Hadar, it has to be beautiful, and it's not. And Hadar is a type of disqualification that disqualifies the entire Yantiv. Okay, fine. So that makes sense halachically why it's no good. But guzzle, why is it a problem of Sukkot? It makes sense to me why it's disqualified on the first days of Sukkot. The Apostle says, and Lachem says that you have to actually own it, that you cannot have a borrowed one even, and certainly you cannot have a stolen one. So it has to be from you. And that's why a stolen one is no good. But what's the reason, halachically, purely halachically, what's the reason why a lulav is no good if it's stolen on Cholamoid? Because it is mitzvah haba'a ba'avera. It's a mitzvah that came via an avera. And uh, really, halachically, it's a mitzvah that's being done while at the same time doing an avera, which again, we're not going to give an uh, even shear on the topic. That's really the more narrow definition of mitzvah avera. It's not that you had it once done an avera, it's that you're doing an avera. You're picking it up, so to speak, and using that stolen property. Uh, that is a mitzvah haba'a ba'avera. And now they're going to go a little bit in depth. So um, that will be a major nafka, is that you stole it, because we're going to see soon some halachas that if it's you know, four steps removed already, that it's already been stolen a while ago, that it would not necessarily halachically be a problem to go ahead and use such a thing. Otherwise, I'm just saying, without going to you, you saying the fact that you went and stole something, but never used it, you might not have it. You have the veil of Zela. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, that, I'm, I'm, I'm being very, very clear here. You have to deal with God on that one, that you stole something. But now there's a separate topic, can I now use it for a mitzvah? You should not have done what you did. Right, so I'm saying you're over a lab if you use it then for a mitzvah. So you're over two averas on that, on that one. Well, the question is, is there an avera to try to do a mitzvah with it, or is it simply that you thought you did a mitzvah and it's nothing? You get up to Shemayim, and you're looking at the scales, and where's my mitzvah lulav from last year, and there's nothing there. It's because... Uh, I, I um. I, I'm I'm trying to think through the sugya of mitzvah avera. I don't know if it's an avera to do a mitzvah with an avera. It's just informing you. By the way, you were not yotze. Also, isn't there an end you usually get the worst of two punishments? Meaning, so if the worst punishment is the gezel, they can't use it. <laughs> Interesting. So again, I don't think it's a punishment. I think it's just a, a reality. It's a, it's a reality. The reality is, is that you're not yotze. It's just it's not. You know. Again, we could get very uh, musri and say that is the biggest punishment. <laughs> That, that I want to do a mitzvah, and my friend over here is not a fluff ball, doesn't like that. <laughs> but the point being is, is that, um, is that yeah, but ultimately it's just a, it's a, it's a mitzvah. The mitzvah is that you think, kind of like with the Ernie Dachas, it's not a punishment, just the reality is it's not there. So to hear, just the reality is you're not being yotzeh. You think you're being yotzeh, but since it's stolen property, the Torah tells us that, by the way, what you did just doesn't count, do it all over again. It's just, it's just no good. It's just no good. Um, okay, fine. So, so now the Gemara is going to bring some sources to tell us how we know that um, if it is uh, stolen, it's the promise of Bavir. Shanema. As the Pasuk says, this is a Pasuk in Malachi. Uh, but it comes to Karbanos, the, Karban, the Pasuk says, you brought to me stolen and crippled and sick Karbanos. But the Inferences is guzzel dumit biseich. The stolen one is similar to the biseich one, to the crippled one. Ma biseich leis tekan. Just like the crippled one is going to be that way forever and cannot be fixed, and it's always going to be a problem. Af guzzel leis tekan. So too, we're going to say there's a hekesh here that the guzzel one can never be fixed. Losh nalifnei yehush, velosh nalachay yehush. Whether it's before yehush 
whether it's after Yesh, to which the Gemara comments, Bishlam Yesh, it makes sense to me that you cannot bring a korban that's stolen before Yesh, because that's an explicit Pasuk. The Pasuk says at the beginning of the Pasuk Adam ki yakriv mikem amarachmana, a man that brings from amongst you, says Hashem, fascinating Rashi over there, it says, just like Adam Arishon, nothing was stolen property to him, so too you have to be like Adam Arishon and not bring your korban stolen property. It's a fascinating Joshua. Velavdi Deyu, it's not yours. But after Yehosh, Hakan Yehosh, you acquired it with Yehosh. So what's the problem purely halachically to bring your korban from stolen property? It must be that the reason why you cannot bring a carbon from stolen property even after the years is because it's a mitzvah, <coughs> which teaches us that there is a problem. Is that a general concept? Because Rashi seems to say that mitzvah mamon is yours 100%, but for mitzvah it takes an elevated status, meaning you can never use it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When it comes to the exactly, you can never use it, and it takes an elevated status. Again, I'm, I'm tiptoeing around the sugya, you know, whatever it is, but yes, yes, that, that, that's how Rashi understands it. What does the Pasuk mean when it says, I am Hashem, who loves justice, and I hate Gezel and Karbanos. gives a beautiful mashal, a mashal of a flesh and blood human king. Flesh and blood human king. Shahaya over al is passing by a toll booth, a tax collection booth. He said to his servants, pay the toll. Pay the tax collector. What's the point of all this? It's going right back into your own pocket. From me will learn all passers-by, all travelers, that they will not run away. Like, you know, and they won't run away. They will not avoid paying the toll if even I pay the toll. So what's, that's the muscle. What's the nimshah? So to Hashem says, Let me teach the world. Let me give you an explicit puzzle. that says, I hate thievery. I hate theft. I hate stolen property. My children will learn from me, and they will run away from Gezel. It Marnami, a, another source that supports that the reason why a stolen lulav is a problem. Um, even it's, it's an interesting mashup itself. Like, how it, it doesn't seem like it fits super, super well. Like, it, give a case of the king not going to steal something, like outright, like stealing somebody's property or eminent domain, like taking over something. Like, here it's like, okay, you can control the twenty-five cents and the right. or he did. It's like, yeah. Uh, so if you look at Rashi on that one, let me just get the Rashi. Rashi is very much so ne gazel ba'ela. Ba'olo sh'atim evim the korban ola that you bring me. Ani sone is a gazel. I hate when you bring me stolen ones. Sh'atim gozlem osam that you steal. Va'avo b'shakol shali, even though it's all mine already, and therefore like. Like, there's no real difference if it comes from his pocket or my pocket. It's all mine. Before it's mine and after it's mine. So nothing really happened by you bringing me a stolen korban. That's what he's, you know, that's what he's saying over here. Okay, Ibmar Nami. Amar Rebbe Ami. Yavesh Pasal Mipnei She'ein Hadar. Gazal Pasal Mishum Tahavalei Mitzvah Baveira. Which is again a, a beautiful support of what we're saying that the problem of Yavish is Hadar, but the problem of Gazal is that it's a mitzvah babavera. So again, the first day would be a problem also because of it's not yours, the same problem of Shaul, but um, you know, now it goes on to be a problem even after it's because of mitzvah babavera. Uh, total aside, I came across, uh, actually, I told someone to Avi already, I just, uh, I'm very inspired by it. 
Um, I came across a, a ha'ara in a sefer called Mishulchan Rebbe Eliyahu Baruch, Rebbe Eliyahu Baruch Finkel, very fascinating, and a beautiful sefer on the parasha that came out recently. He was a Rashiva in the Mir, a, I believe a cousin of Nassim Tzvi Finkel. Um, and he writes there uh, that we see that when it talks about the Karbanis and Parshas Nassai of, of Kesev and Ez and Ayel, the Rashi says it corresponds to Avram and Yaakov. We see by Avram that he had the animals by uh, the Achnasorachim, and we see the Ayel by Yitzhak and the Akedah, and we see Yaakov the animals when it comes to how he dealt with his father in law's flock and the honesty of his dealings with the flock, etc. To which Revelia Baruch's question is, is that it's kind of. You know, these seem to be like almost like schusim the doros of the actions of our forefathers. He said it's a little interesting to him that we're camping together two of the most major events in Jewish history. One of them is um, Avraham Avinu's bris and subsequent Messias Nefesh Duchnesses Orchim and Akedis Yitzchak on one hand versus um, Yaakov Avinu's like honesty with the business of his father and all that stuff. Like those three are like the biggest schusim of all of history that we're going to put those in the same category even. And he answers with the Rambam that the Rambam in only one place in the entire Yad HaZaka refers to Yaakov, not as Yaakov Avinu, but Yaakov HaTzadik. And it's in the halachas of honesty and business and making sure to work uh, diligently and not wasting your boss's time and not stealing from your boss, etc. And there refers to him as Yaakov HaTzadik. There's even sources in the Torah why he calls him Yaakov HaTzadik in that context. But he says we see that Yaakov is not a Tzadik for his Torah. He's not a Tzadik for the way he raises his children. He's not a Tzadik for his own Esther. He's a Tzadik because he's honest with his business dealings. And he says, LMI, we see that being honest in business is as valuable as a Kedis Yitzchak. So again, and uh, you know, just another marimakum that supports this is that Ne'ila, which is the climax of our entire tshuva process, um, Ne'ila is only a little bit different than all the other previous monasteries. The additional part that we add is the whole section on Hakadosh um, Baruch I didn't steal anything. My hands are clean. I didn't steal anything. We dedicate an entire section of Ne'ila to the topic of Hashem. You know, I'm going through the finish line, telling you I've been honest. I've been honest. Which again, it shows you again the importance of, of honesty in business, honesty in general. And Hakadosh Baruch himself communicates us very clearly that of all things that he hates, this is one thing that he despises very much, is a lack of honesty. You know, if Hashem seals MS, then we have to be able to, uh, you know, live up to that standard as well. Mabel was a result of also stealing? Mabel was a result of stealing, and they even try to get around it because they did less than a Yeah, exactly. There's, there's, there's many, many uh, sources that support this. I shared this, I was sitting at a table yesterday with uh, uh, a group of men of means, and I took, I took the opportunity to share this with them. <laughs> they're all honest people but I said uh, the one that was most fascinating to them is that if you are a wealthy person it's your achrayas to make a machov unnecessary that one they, that one they didn't expect like you know like who am I I want to sit in my corner and you know, I'll get my stucket checks when I realize that if you're a person of prestige and people look up to you then it's actually your achrayas to uh, utilize that leverage to be able to inspire other people not just give your checks out which uh, you know that, that, that definitely shook them up you know to say to them then you, you have to pay your employees on time they all do they're all honest people but that's, that was a new one for them um um, okay, in any case, first we're going to learn new, new material. Upliga Derbe Yitzhak, and this all argues on Rabbi Yitzhak. Um, why? The Amr of Yitzhak Bar Nachmeni, Amr Shmuel, Lo Shanu Elabi Rishon. This halacha that causes a problem is only a problem. It was not taught other than Ayyamta Rishon. Since you could be Yotze with a borrowed one, Yotze Nami Begazel. You could be Yotze with a stolen one. And again, I will emphasize for the 90th time, not saying you should have stolen it, and not saying you're not going to get punished for stealing it. But Lemaisa, 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 just like you could be Yotze with a Shaul, you can be Yotze with a stolen one even the second day of Yantiv. If you look
look at the last Taisa, we're not going to read all the Tessim, this is a shorty, so we'll do this one together. Mitosha Yotzi Bishol Yotzi Begazel, the very last line of the, of the page in Taisas, one liner, Hacha Dafka Shumidi Rabbanan Lochayish Amitza Babavera. I mean, are we saying that? Um, Rav Yitzchak doesn't hold to the concept of Avera, saying he does hold to the concept of Avera. But by their abundance, he does not hold the mitzvah of Avera. And since the obligation after the first days of Sukkot are only midr abanan, I hate using the word only, but it's only midr abanan, therefore, um, he is not makpid on mitzvah Avera after the first days. And therefore, he said, just like Shaul's okay after the first days, because there's no din of lochem, so to stolen technically would be okay uh, even after uh, the first days. Well, how purely halachically. So we're saying he holds of it. We're saying he holds of it. Meaning, if you would have other cases in halacha where you're dealing with chiyuvi deraisa, I would say like this. For example, if there would be no pasuk of lachem, he would still agree you can't have a stolen one on the first day of sukkahs because it's a chiyuv deraisa to have a evelu love and a stolen one would be a problem. Right? That would be a good example to tell you. And other places in the Torah as well, if it would be Chiv Deres, they would hold that it would be it would be a problem. Um, okay, so that's technically what he holds. It's technically what he holds. Wait, so basically, he holds the first day. You have to own it. After that, the, the, the Chiv of owning it is. The Chiv owning it, yeah. The Chiv owning it doesn't apply afterwards. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's really the issue. Whether it's yes. stolen or whether it's borrowed. And what we what we were saying until now is that the Chiv of owning it was also only the first day. There's a technical reason why a stolen one can't also be used afterwards, but for a different reason because it's about Bavera. So those are, you know, it's a separate reason after that point why you can't use it. Okay. So says the Gemara Viter. Here we go. Um, Masif. Three thin lines out. Masif of Nachmar Yitzchak. Lulav HaGazel. Vayavesh. Pasal. Um, we challenge now Rabbi Yitzchak and say, really, you're going to tell me that a stolen one is okay after the first days of Sukkot? Uh, but we were taught that Lulav HaGazel Yavesh is Pasal. Okay? The Diak is Hashal Kasher. Right? Isn't that a good Diak? Um, right, we only we only listen two of them: stolen and dryer puzzle. It sounds like a borrowed one is going to be kosher. So Amos. So Avi asked this question yesterday: Why don't we list shawl? And I said, Yeah, because the Gemara, the mission is only listing off cases that are kind of across the board for all the days of Yantim, and therefore doesn't list off shawl. But we do agree the halacha is that a shawl is possible even on the first day of Sukkot. So, but ask the Gemara a question then. So when is this scenario that it listed off that a lulav gazel is no good? And we're being medayik that a borrowed one is good. Amos, Amos. When is the scenario where you have that that situation where guzzle is no good and borrowed is good? You can tell me it's the first days of Sukkot. Haksiv lachem. That can't be that the uh, borrowed one is good and the stolen one is not good because the pasuk says lachem bishal lachem and has to be yours. And this is not his. Neither is good, right? Neither is good. So Ella loves. So rather, it has to be the Yantav Shein. It has to be after the first days. Viktani Gazel Pasul, and it says there that Gazel's Pasul, but not Shal. So again, we're asking a question of Yitzchak. Let's speak it out very clearly. This, is a, this is a, seems to be a Bam Kasha. Rabbi Yitzchak came along with a statement saying, "No, I hold the stolen one is okay after the first days of Sukkot." Ask the Gemara on him. There's a mission against you. Our very own Mishnah. Our Mishnah said a stolen lulav is no good. Mashma, a borrowed one is good. When is that scenario? If it's the first day of Sukkot, that can't be the first day of Sukkot because a borrowed one is no good on the first day of Sukkot. So Elamai, we must be talking about Cholamoid, and is telling us that a stolen one is no good and a borrowed one is good. But again, a stolen one is no good. So how can you tell me that it's okay to have a stolen one on the second day of Yantiv? To which Rabbi Yitzhak does answer, and he says the following. Um, Rava Amar, Lo'olam b'yamtiv risha. 
Rav answers on his behalf, or I'm assuming the Soshas changes it to um, Rav Ashi, or Amar Rava, different, different versions of it. Rav Amar lo'aylam b'yam terisha. Now, we really are dealing with the first days of Sukkot. Aye, but we had a diak that Shaul was going to be okay. V'lomi bai, Kamar. It's a lomi bai. A lomi bai is as follows. A lomi bai is, is that I will say, if I have two halachas I need to teach you, Sometimes I'll only teach you the less obvious one, where therefore you'll infer, infer on your own the more obvious one. So this is very counterintuitive now. If I would ask any of you before today, what's worse, a borrowed one or a stolen one, you would all say to me, a stolen one's worse. So that's because you're thinking with your hearts. If you think with your minds, there actually is a little bit of room to say the exact opposite. This is worse halachically to be yotze the mitzvah dalaminim with a borrowed one as opposed to a stolen one. Why? So the Gemara is going to speak out, and I'm going to just tell it to you outside first, is because when it comes to the mitzvah of Dalamini, the first day of Sukkot, all we care about is ownership. We care about ownership. The Mishalach says, When it comes to stolen property, the odds are, the Gemara says, that the owner already had Yehush, and therefore it really is technically your property. It's your mama, and you can be yotze with it, and it would not be a problem. But by Shaul, inherently, by definition, it means it's not yours. So in a way, it's actually more obvious that you could be Yotze, that you, that you cannot be Yotze with the borrowed one on the first day of Sukkot, than is you cannot be Yotze with a stolen one. And therefore, he wants to say that your diak's not a good diak. Your diak was, oh, if it says that stolen's a problem, that must be that Shoal is okay. He's saying, no, we're talking about the first days of Sukkot. And what it's saying is, is that, of course, borrowed's a problem, but even stolen's going to be a problem as well. Hear how that's a little against what you would have thought. But again, that's what he's going to say right now. Lomibaya. Lomibaya means I'm going to teach you the bigger Kiddush, and I don't even have to bother telling you the more obvious one. So he says like this, second one line down. Lomibaya kamer. He's teaching us a lomibaya. The literal translation of the words are, you don't need to. He's giving us a, he's giving us a quote-unquote, a you don't need to. Lomibaya sha'ol. You don't have to bother me teaching me about Shoal that it's a problem on the first days of Sukkot, because it's inherently not his. Aval Gazel by stolen Ema, you might have thought to say, Stam Gzela Yehush Bailim Hu, that the average case, the default case, the Stam case of Gzela, there was already Yehush Bailim, Ukididei Dami, and therefore it does count as being his, Kamash Malan, that it's no good. So again, we who do not pass the Rebbe um, and we say that Gulz is a problem the entire Yontiv, um, don't go along with that diak. And we just simply say that our, our Mishnah is referring to a case of Uva Gulz Yavish being also the entire Yontiv, including Cholamoid, and the diak, in fact, is that Shaul will be okay the rest of the Yontiv. But at least Rebbe has thought of an inno- innovative way to make himself work out very nice with the Mishnah. And when you read the Mishnah, it says, Yavish, the way he would read it is, on the first days of Sukkot, both the stolen and the dry Lulav are going to be possible. And by the way, um, obviously on the first of the Sukkot, a borrowed one is going to be possible as well. And once you hit Cholomoed, all those are totally fine. How does he answer the, the Yavish, though? So I was thinking about it right now. Okay, we think alike. I see that. Because why would you group those together then? Yeah. Why would you group those together? Because the, 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 the psul of each of those are actually a little bit different than each other. And which goes along with your question yesterday, is that the grouping seems to be teaching us something. So I'm almost wondering. Here, here obvious question. According to um, the Chachamim we had until now, both Guzzle and Yavish are possible for all seven days right. of Sukkot. Right. So it makes sense to put them in the same category. Lulavah, Guzzle, Yavish, Puzzle. The p- word Puzzle means the same thing by both of them. But now, according to your Yitzchak, we're saying over here that um, Yavish is possible for seven, but Guzzle is only a problem for the first two. 
or the first one. So I just, why put them in the same sentence? The word puzzle means different things by each one of those. Like I was thinking, thinking same question. I wonder if even if it's a diak to prove a little bit connected him that if you put him in the same category, I mean, I'd assume that he would just say back to you, you haven't locked me into a corner. Where puzzle means puzzle, it means different things by different ones. You know, that's probably what he'd answer you. But again, I, I feel in the tea towards what you're saying, that the word puzzle should be the same by the two that you put in the same category that is puzzle the entire time. So, yeah, I think it's a good, I think it's a good kasha. Um, okay, so says the Gemara writer, we're not going to be able to, I don't think, finish this section this morning, but at least get started uh, with this section. Okay. Says the Gemara Vaiter, Amar Luhu Ravhuna Lahanu Avankri. Amar is the last one in the line, three lines from the bottom. Ravhuna says to the Avankris, Avankris are the merchants that sell Dal and Minim. Right? Baruch Hashem, we have a few of those in our town. Uh, the next time you see one of them, you see Rabbi Reisman, you see, uh, you know, uh, Kobe Golster, say hello, Avankri. Uh, that is a merchant. I believe it's a general word for all merchants, but in this context, we're referring to uh, Dal and Minim merchants. So, Rav Huna would give halachic advice to the merchants that are selling Dalai Medium, and this is the advice he would give them. Ki Zavnisu, Zavin is like the Zavin Abba Bisrezu, Zavnisu is the word buy, you purchase. Ki Zavnisu Asa, Asa is the Aramaic word for Hadas, so just be familiar with the word Asa. Ki Zavnisu Asa Me'akum, when you buy your Hadasin from the Gentiles, Lo Tigazazu Asun, do not do gozes it. Do not share it off. Do not cut it off yourself. Let them do the cutting. And they'll give it to you. Very simple bit of advice. So again, the assumption is, is that the Jews don't own all the trees in the region of Eretz Yisrael or the region of Bavel, where this is talking about. So you have the merchants who are going to be selling it to the Jewish community, but where do they get their supply from? Right? As Sogri, many of them come from Italy. Those are not even necessarily Jewish-owned orchards out there, but they already have their guys that they buy it from, and they buy it from them, and they bring it over to Eretz Yisrael, bring it over to America, and they sell the Dalminim. So too, over here, you have the merchants, but the merchants have to collect the supply, sell it to the Jewish community. So the warning given was that, by the way, when you buy the Hadassim from the Akums, from the Gentiles, let them do the cutting and hand it over to you. Don't listen to them when they say, oh, you know, no problem, just go over to the tree and cut off whatever ones you want. Why? I think Mark's going to say why. My time, what's the reason why this is the advice he gave? Stam ovde kochavim gazlane arasaninu. Okay, this is very PC. Your average Gentile steals property. Gazlane arasaninu, they are thieves of property. Vikarka inindigzelas. And the general idea that when it comes to metaltalin, the word metaltalin means movable object, you can steal that. I can steal Jake's glasses right now because I can take them, put them in my pocket and go home. When it comes to his property, if I would kick him out of his house and squat in his house, in the end of the day, even if he has yehush, he didn't go anywhere. And therefore, there's a concept in halacha called karka in and exelis. You can never really halachically steal property because, like, he'll just come back eventually, hopefully, you know, and kick me out. And I'll take it back, even if he even had Yehush, because it didn't go anywhere. There has to be a transfer of actual property, of uh, movable property there. So, again, we're dealing with the idea as follows. The stam over the Chavim or Gazlani, I wrote... What? So, yeah, the, 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 the Gemara, the Gemara's above Abbas to talk about squatting when the guy wasn't there at all is three years of Chazaka. But that, 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 there the squatting is, is that a proof that it really belongs to you? You can make him a chas, and maybe that means by definition it belongs to you. But where he comes back a year later and says, I want my land back, yeah. Or you have a strong reason why you didn't make him a chas for those three years and you get your land back. So inherently there's no stealing his property. So again. Why is it called Gaza So, well, well we're, what we're saying over here is, is that you are going over to a uh, Akum and to buy um, some Hadassah from him. There's a tree on the land that he. 
in, in the vernacular stole. Okay. From a yid. Probably. From a yid. Okay. In the vernacular he stole it. Meaning halachically it's not stolen yet. Okay. But in the vernacular he stole it. He put someone off that property and stole it. And now the question is though is that technically, technically the act of halachically stealing didn't happen yet because that branch is connected to the ground. And therefore the act of actual stealing is the snip. The snip is the stealing and not the pushing off of the property. So you're right. Gazlani Ayras is the more the vernacular type of statement that they are you know, property stealers. But halachically didn't go anywhere yet. And therefore the halachic act of stealing didn't happen until they actually cut it off. What? So if the guy stole it from a yid, and now we're cutting that off, so then we're all using stolen as so that's what we're getting into is that first of all this is a chashash so you know we don't take it as seriously and second of all is that um, at least at least at least since it's a it's a, it's a far I, I wouldn't call it farfetched since there's a reasonable chashash over here at least set things up in a way that by the time it gets into the um, uh, the, the client or the uh, what's the looking for the, the consumer's hands it's no longer halakhically a promise of a bavera that's the whole point it's like being that it very well may be that this is stolen Property. Let's at least uh, let's at least uh, what's what I was going to say. That's what I'm looking for. Let's launder it at least. By the time he gets to the consumer's hand, there's not a problem. The goy so cuts it. So there's a there's a there's a gzela. There's a shinu yishus when he sells it over to the merchant. And by the time he gets into the consumer's hand, everything's going to be okay. Versus the yid cuts it. Versus the merchant. So versus the yid cuts it, then 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 he's stolen himself, and there's no yet a shinu yishus that it belongs to. Okay, so we're going to stop right now. What the Gemara is going to ask, what you might be thinking about is that, but still, if he cuts it himself and sells it to consumer, there's the stealing and the shinny right. to the consumer. The Gemara is going to end up answering, but what about himself? <laughs> what about the set that he wants for himself? So just it's good advice, just, okay, okay yeah, and that's what the Gemara is going to end up answering, but you see where we're going with this. <laughs> All right, very good. Yeah.